For those of us watching that don't know who you are, why don't you jump in and tell us about yourself? Okay, no problem. So my name is Varik Griffin. I am 22 years old. I am from the beautiful islands of the Bahamas. Hey. And I recently graduated SMU two weeks ago. So I graduated with the Bachelor of Commerce in Entrepreneurship. So I guess a little bit about me. I am really interested in leadership and helping other people. I am really interested in helping women who don't have a voice and also helping women who are going through different financial struggles and situations. So that's just a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, definitely some things that we're going to jump into yeah. a little deeper, but first of all, uh, with your interest in leadership and helping other people, where would you say in terms of that and your goals and kind of take the next step, I guess, where would you say you are on your journey this far? Um, so where I am on my journey this far, so every year I coin like a word for my year. So for the past two years, it's been like happiness. So this year it's my year of growth, discovery, and happiness, because apparently I love happiness so much. Um, but I guess where I am on my journey is basically growing and discovering what I am and who I am and my purpose on earth. Um, it's discovering things I like, things I don't like, uh, activities I like to do, and like why am I authentically here? Like who am I authentically and my purpose in life? So I guess that's where I am on my journey. So it's like transitioning from being a student leader, being like someone seen in students' eyes as someone I can look up to, and figuring out who I am and what do I want to portray to everyone. So it's like graduating, it's giving me like a whole new set of like who am I and what do I really bring to the table, especially like stepping away from student leadership. So I guess that's where I am on my journey. It's figuring out mm -hmm. who I am, what I want to be, and what I want to leave behind. So you're kind of, you're creating yourself. I am. This is that yeah. transition phase where it's you're like, kind of yeah, creating so it's, yourself. It's that transition. And getting to know yourself. Yeah, so it's getting to know myself like all over and like in a whole different aspect. So it's me stepping into the workplace and seeing where I fit in in that world. And like, do I want to work for someone or do I want to work for myself? So it's like figuring yeah. all of that out. But wow. yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, powerfully, I think we're all along on our own journeys. And, and just like you said, it's a year to another, I guess, essentially transition point. Yeah. Um, and for everyone, I know myself personally, every time you have a transition, you have to approach every transition differently. Yeah. Um, and so I think the, the importance of having a routine and a positive routine um, and being able to make that your own, you know, it can be, you know, kind of dictate how to be able to succeed and overcome those things. So for you, I know you've been able to accomplish a lot of things looking your time at St. Mary's and especially coming abroad and being an international student here, you've had to overcome things. So how would you say you've been able to find routines and then make them your own? Um, I think routine is a big thing for me because especially in my first year, I struggled, struggled. It was like a big adjustment. So I think it was finding time to study, finding time to balance school, jobs, because I've had several jobs at once. So it was that was a whole struggle, like figuring out, am I a morning person? Am I an evening person? When do I work best and all of that? So I guess my routine has developed and changed constantly. So like now my routine is, because I go into work later, I wake up later. But I still, every morning, I have to do my devotions. It's like a must. Every night before I go to bed, I always read a book. So it's just like certain things that I have to do because it just keeps me sane and it keeps me going. I have a planner that says exactly what I'm gonna do. If I don't accomplish all of those things, that's okay. But if I get like my top four things off my list done, I feel like I've accomplished what I was supposed to do for that day. 
So I guess like it's knowing who you are, knowing the type of person you are. So what else were you involved with um, or involved in as a kid coming up? Were you, you played sports or uh, any experiences yeah, no that problem. you want to share in terms of like motivation or anything yeah, that sticks so up? Yeah, so I danced mm. um, until I had like an injury in probably grade 11 or 12. But I danced like probably four times a week. Um, I was involved in Key Club. I was involved in like my church's dance club. We had like a, boy, a boys and girls brigade. So I was involved in that. So I was heavily involved in activities growing up. Um, I was a part of like a lot of clubs or societies in high school. So I was always pretty involved. I feel like I always have to be doing something. I love the feeling of being busy. Mm. I don't like being idle. It's a problem and it's a blessing all at the same time, but it's just who I am. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of how high school was. High school was pretty, I enjoyed high school. I was a prefect at one point, so I had like that leadership role. Um, I did like a lot of essay and writing competitions because I'm really good at that, but yeah. So where does, Personally, I've always wanted to say this about you. If I could, we did something on New Year's when we went to Jenny's actually, um, for to spend it there, and we were just going around saying one word that was positive about somebody, or just one word to describe somebody. And for you, I would say determined. Yeah. So, where does all that determination come from? Like, where does you say you always need to be busy, you always need to be yeah. doing something, but that requires a lot of energy and it requires a certain mindset. So where does that come from? Um, I think it comes from my upbringing. So like, I personally believe that, so like my mom's a single parent, sickly single parent. Um, so I believe that like, I could say that it was like kind of like living in poverty at some points, but then it was like probably good at some other points. Like, so it was always that type of struggle. Like I was fortunate enough that I went to a private school at some point in time, like my mom couldn't afford it and I got a scholarship. So like. All of those things, I think that's where it comes from. And then I think it also comes from me believing that education is power and that education can get you out of anything. So if that's like where my determination always comes from. So I believe that like, don't look at something as, as a setback, but as a setup for like higher things. And building off of that, I mean, there's a lot in what you just said, because it's the ability, no matter what your situation is, to look yeah. to the future and then to work towards the next day, um, because you're not always going to have the best day. It's, it's part of life. Yeah. Not, you know, stuff's not always going to go the way you like. Um, but I think it's important to, to actually have that distinction. You know, at, at one point, you weren't able to pay for it. And because of the situation you were in and because of your hard work, um, you were able to give a scholarship yeah. that paid for that. Um, and I know that you're very grateful, but there's different milestones and different impacts that kind of, I would say, have shaped you. Yeah. Uh, and put you in a position to where you can now be a, a graduate and, and someone that would like, consider they were valedictorian, which is yeah. an amazing opportunity. Um, digging a little further into, into that determination, I know there is, that has to come from a little bit yeah. uh, down uh, more, I guess, almost. So what, what is it? I know, you, you know, whether it's family or people growing up, role models, but you had to have seen somebody that worked hard, had that kind of mindset, um, around you, and so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that. So this is gonna sound a little weird. Um, so I look at people and I always try to see the good, but then I'm like, what about them like, that they can improve? Mm -hmm. So I tend to look at people and be like, how can I improve or how can I be better type of situation? So some of my role models might have not been the best people. So like, if I see someone and I'd be like, well, their life's not going so well, but they continue to always try and improve and make mm -hmm. themselves better. Mm -hmm. I would look at that person and be like, that person's a role model. 
even if they're not like the status quo of what success would be. But it's just that they keep on giving their best and they're always trying. But I guess in my life, like my biggest role model would always be my mom. But that's just because like people might look at her and be like, she's not successful. She's not like a CEO or something like that. But to me, she's like everything. And that's just because I've seen her constantly just going and going. And I think that's where like the pers pers perseverance and resiliency comes in. So I guess like she would be my biggest role model. And then I have people in my family like my aunt, like she's a principal. She's like, she has a she has two masters. She has an undergrad. She's working on her PhD. Like she's the definition of like education gets you places. So I think it's people like that that I see as a role model. So obviously, um, I mean, I think it's, it's important that you said the distinction saying that you admire people for um, their actions and certain traits, characters, yeah. character traits and things like that rather than the status quo, you know, having a lot of money or being known by a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so what traits or, or words, anything like that, are you proud to say that you exhibit? Um, so like you said, determined. Mm -hmm. I am very determined, so I like to think that I have that trait. Um, I think that being humble is a very good trait um, that I think that I have. I think being caring, um, being opinionated is also a good trait because then if you don't have a voice, then it's just like, there's no point, there's no purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that those are traits. I'm very self-motivated. I'm very self-driven. So I don't need external factors to keep me going. So I think that those are things that I would say. And then I think above it all, you have to be persistent. But then you have to be persistent with a vision. Because I feel as if you don't have a vision, then you're going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Awesome. So what would you say, um, has been your greatest setback? Hmm. My greatest setback? That's a good question. So, I believe that people should fail fast, fail often, but don't see it as a failure. So I think like my biggest setback was the thing that propelled me to be even better. So like I said, my first year was challenging. It was a big adjustment coming to a new city, coming by myself. So that was my biggest setback. I could honestly remember being in, because I came here on a scholarship, so I can remember sitting in the person's office explaining to them why I needed to stay here because my grades weren't where they were supposed to be and they were about to take away my scholarship. And I was literally bawling tears. So I think that was my biggest setback because it made me focus. It made me realize what was my purpose, why I needed to be here. So I think that was my biggest setback but it was the biggest blessing because it's made me who I am. So building, building off that, I think there's some key components in that that, that were evident in, when you were talking earlier. There was some adversity that you went up yes. against and you had to become comfortable with, with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and for everyone, doesn't matter who you are, at certain points in your life where you're going to be inherently uncomfortable. Yeah. You can't be happy-go-lucky all the time, you have to get challenged, you have to challenge yourself, like you said. Um, so it goes with like what you were saying earlier about being forward-thinking and seeing yeah. the, the positive versus the negative. So <clears throat> with your experience in working with people and, and your life experience as well from yourself, what would you say some of the key steps to remaining positive would be? 
or at least for yourself? Mm. Uh, so for me personally, so I'm a very religious person, so I think your spirituality is key. Even if you don't believe in what I believe in, you have to believe in something. Like you have to be grounded in something. So like when I'm, whenever I have like a bad day, I call my mom and she just says some scripture or she says a prayer with me. So like that always gets me back to my happy place or my happiness, I guess. So I guess it's like that. And then you have to do things that you like and things that you enjoy. So like even like if it's like a busy day and you need to like step back and relax and retreat, that's just something that will help you be better the next day because you won't be taking the stresses of today to tomorrow. So I think it's like doing stuff that like kind of take your mind off of it and then giving you a break to get back to it type of thing. And yeah. it's being able to appreciate that too because yeah. it's not always fun to make yourself pause, but you yeah, have to. but you have to. And it's something that I learned pretty quickly because like, especially like with me always going, 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 I never used to take the time to pause and then I would just have like, times when I'd be like, nope, not talking to anybody, turning off my phone type mm. of thing. So it's, I think you need to recognize that within yourself and everyone's different. So like for some people, it might not be taking a pause and retreating. For some people, it may be, oh, I'm gonna spend time with my friends, I'm gonna spend time with my family. So I think you have to realize what that is for you. But regardless, you have to take time for yourself. Yeah. And I think absolutely that's key. So building off of what, what Kanar was saying about your most essentially resilient moment, what would you like, to tie your story, if you could tie your story together and leave everybody listening today with one message, what would you like for everyone to take from your story? Um, I think it would be that adversity brings out the best in you. Like, you have to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I think it would be to fail fast and to fail often, but to learn from your failure and to keep on going. I think that's what I would want to leave with people. I, I, I have one more question because I was curious. Um, you mentioned that we were talking before that uh, you volunteer yeah. and um, you're really passionate about women and um, just the area of aiding however you can in yeah. difficult situations. So um, where did that passion come from and yeah. how do you see yourself helping out? So long term goal, I want to open up a shelter for women and children and like have different educational programs for them. And uh, I think that stems from like what me and my mom have been through. Like there was a point in, I can't even remember how old I was, but like we got evicted. Never knew what that felt like, but like she had to explain to me like what that was and why that was happening. And so like I volunteer at the Adsome House, I cook dinner for them every Saturday and I enjoy it. Like it's rewarding and then it's also me getting to talk to people about what they're going through and then like what I've been through and then to tell them that like there's hope so I guess that's where like that comes from I've been fortunate enough that people tend to gravitate towards me or I tend to gra gravitate towards like-minded people my first year was not like that um, so I didn't have like a good friend group as the one that I have now and I think it's realizing who you are and what you are and it's also realizing are those people focused are they driven what are they doing with their lives are they what are they doing in their spare time is that what you want to do like do you just want to be sitting down with people and talking about people or talking about ideas talking about progression like what i think that's what it falls down to so i think like when i i personally in the past have sat down with friends and if 
we're on two different wavelengths. Like, I'm like, this is where I'm going. I'm that type of person. I have a vision board in my room saying where I'm going in life this year. So I'm like that type person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm a special, I'm a special kind. So like, I need special people around of me. Of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so That's it's like, true. yeah. So like I've had friends where I've sat them down, we've talked, and I'm like, this is where my life is going. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect people. I'm not trying to judge you, but this is what I'm doing with my life. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, we could be doing completely separate things, but are you progressing? Do you want to be progressing? I'm all about progression. So like if I sat down with you and you, I'm like, we were in two different wavelengths, so that friendship had to end. But even like now with my friend group that I have, I'm like, oh, are you reading something? Like, are you like, are you feeding yourself? Like, are you listening to something? Like, I have friends that don't like to read books, but I'm like, are you listening to something motivational? So it's all about that. So it's like, I think it's, and that was that whole situation where I had to like cut off a friend. That was hard for me. So it's like learning what you want to be around because you're shaped by the people that are around you. Regardless if you want to be like, oh, I'm my own person. Uh, you're your own person, but you're dependent on the people that you're surrounded with. So it's like, if that person is interested in something, you may not be interested, but their habits tend to seep into your life because you're so interconnected. So it's being connected with people who are going places, who aren't trying to just stay where they are. Yeah, so I would say don't do what someone else is doing because like, for some of my friends, they get up very early and that works for them. For some of my friends, they do a lot of things at night. So don't try to emulate someone else's routine and make it your own. You have to make your routine yours. It's You're the one that's gonna do it, be doing it. Don't do something just because someone else has to do it and then you're like, why am I doing this? I'm not seeing any results. So I feel like with developing a routine, try everything out. Like I've been the person that wakes up at seven o'clock or like at six o'clock and going to the gym that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. That's not my style. So like, I can wake up at eight o'clock and I'm perfectly fine. But like, I know some people that they have to be at this time, be this place, do that. If that works for you, that's you. So I think like if you, it's trial and error, like you learn. Because even, I can't say that this routine will work for me two years from now. Mm -hmm. Because I'll be a different person. I'll be doing something else. So it's all about progression and learning what works. I am Baroness Griffin and this is my voice.